Bienvenidos a Puentes para la Misión. Bienvenido Nan Pon Pu Misión. Isenai Spoyani. Saubona, welcome to B4M. Yokoso Bridges for Mission. B4M, Bridges for Mission. My name is Nicole Cox, one of the creative minds behind B4M. And joining me today is my co-host, Jenny. She serves as one of the special assistants to short-term mission. Hello, everyone. We are excited to be bringing you a special short season to highlight international ministry's newest initiative entitled Emerging Leaders. This initiative focuses on youth and young adults 16 to 29 years old. With us on this episode is our trailblazers who are our 21 to 29 year olds. And we have two wonderful young ladies. We have Alex Bloss and Ruth Marcus, and we are extremely excited to have them with us on today's episode. So as usual, we love to open up this interview asking the question, who are you? but we're going to do it with a twist, just like with the connectors. So I would like for you to describe yourself using four to five words. Now that may be in a sentence or it could be four to five separate words. Okay, so I can go first. <laughs> um, so I, I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am passionate. I am a servant and I am a coffee lover. I am a student. I am motivated and I am passionate. I love that. Thank you both for sharing a little bit about yourselves for us. So we're wondering what drew you to apply to the emerging leaders cohorts? Um, I would say that um, I think the opportunity to being able to have um, this new and different experience and being able to know other people that love God too and that I can keep following to whatever God wants me to do in this particular time that I am in. Mine's not nearly as, uh, mine's not at all like that. I have a rule that I started two years ago where I would say yes to one unexpected thing every month. And randomly out of the blue, I got a message from a friend from camp. It was like, hey, you should apply to this thing. And I was like, hey, I haven't done my unexpected thing for the month. Why not? So here I am. I absolutely love that. That is so fantastic. One unexpected yes every month. I may have to give that a shot. I like that. So with thinking back a little bit with why you joined the cohorts, I want to ask you to think forward. So thinking ahead two years from now, when your time with the cohorts is coming to a close, what do you hope to have learned, experienced, and or accomplished? Um, so, so far I have been, got the honor to know beautiful people like Alice and the other ones that are part of the emerging leaders. So I hope that I can keep in touch with them, that I can like keep uh, raising this like a family in faith that I don't know, it's, I think it's a blessed to being able to connect with people that are not near me, like in Puerto Rico, but I don't know, we are a family either way. 
but I want also God to surprise me. I want him to keep moving me to whatever he wants me to do in the future and to being able to be surprised about, about the plans that I know that he has for me. I hope also to have a cross, cross cultural experience through emerging leaders and in that experience to being able to know other people that are serving God in their context too. So I think that's a little bit of what I'm expecting. That's awesome. Uh, for me, I've always had a bit of a bubble when it comes to my faith. I had camp growing up and in college, I had an awesome faith community, but now I, I don't. And I have awesome Christian friends, but I hope that by the end of these two years, I'll have somewhat of a sense of what it means to be a Christian in the real world outside of my bubble, how to keep living out my faith. Um, what are some practical, tangible ways to do that? Um, I also hope to expand my Bible knowledge. I'm always looking to do that. Um, and just get to know these amazing women that I get to be a part of this experience with. Thank you both. That's just so amazing. And I know our listeners love hearing where you're from and where you're hoping to head. And as we're starting this new journey all together, um, as young leaders, what have been some obstacles that you've had to overcome? And what did you learn from those experiences? I think that to trust in myself, that to know that that whatever I have, that even if I am imperfect, that obviously I am imperfect, knowing that I don't have to be perfect for the task that God is calling me to. So as a young uh, leader, I think that sometimes God is moving me or, or calling me to do something, but I don't trust that I can do it. So I, I am the one that put that, the, the, I don't know, something in the way so that I cannot walk into whatever God wants me to do. So trust in the process, trust in me and knowing that he's the one that is going to use me for his glory. That's a thing that I have, I have to continue remember. It has to be a continuing reminder to me. I definitely echo that for sure. Um, I'm a big planner. I love planning. It's a big thing for me. And being a leader is a lot about planning and being prepared. Um, but recently, God has been teaching me that it's not all about the plans, but trusting him and his plans. Um, I've had many plans change on me last minute. And trying to lead others when the plans are changing is not an easy thing to do. Um, but I've definitely learned that it's okay if <laughs> the plan falls apart um, and I can, I can step back and, and not lose my cool because that's there and it's his plan. And it was his plan all along and I can trust him with that. I can trust him with my life. I can trust him with missions. I can trust him with ministry and reaching out to people and not everything that I think needs to happen needs to happen, especially in ministry. Um, you plant a seed. It's not necessarily your job to, you know, walk it all the way through to, you know, harvesting the fruit. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of I planted the seed and you're calling me to step away from that now. So I'm going to do that and let whoever's next on this journey take that. Um, and it's hard for me to let go, but it's an important part of that process. Um, and it's definitely been working in my heart on that for sure. I love the fact that kind of at the core of what you both said is almost that is that same word that trust 
um, whether it's trusting yourself or trusting God and trust in the process, it, it's just so powerful. You know, you both trusted in different ways and yet you're here at this moment on this day, you know, recording this podcast, you know, being a part of this cohort, um, it's almost like the uh, parable of the mustard seed, just that little bit of trust can grow into something so much larger. And it's just, it's such a beautiful image. It's such a beautiful journey. Um, And I'm so honored to be a part of that. It just, it, it warms my heart so much. So I'm going to ask you to reflect back again, because we like to go back and forth on this journey. You know, there's always reflection time. So I want you to reflect back and think about all the advice that you have been given, because we all get it in all shapes of shapes and forms. So what has been the most impactful piece of advice you have received? And why is that? So it's in the same line of trusting myself and trusting God. A few years ago, someone that I loved so much, I was, you know, dealing with um to be if I needed to be leader of the youth group of my church or not. And I was experiencing some stuff in the, in, with my heart. I needed, I feel that I needed to heal first, then serve God. So this friend that I love so much told me that God don't want to wait until you, he, you are healed or complete to use you. Because that way, the glory is not going to be for him. It's going to be for you. And in that time, I learned that God, it's, he wants me to, he wants to form me in the process. He wants all the pieces and he wants to be the one that connect all the pieces. But if I um, decide to be a part of him when he just wants to use me in the process, but to form me in the process and to put me with persons that are in the same process that I am, I can know that. I'm not the only one, I'm, I'm not alone, and that the glory can be for him. So I think that that, that power, that um, advice in that moment, it was a, a very specific advice to being able to decide if I was going to take everything to the trash or away, or if I wanna go, keep walking to whatever one God wants me to do. So I think that's, that advice is the it's in in I think it's that's why I'm here today because of that that advice in that moment. This is the advice that I give people all of the time. Uh, I'm a medical student and I love being a student. However, being a student, you are driven constantly to be a machine. Work harder, stay up later, don't get sleep, study. It's not just from the professors, but from the people around you. Like you're expected to perform. And I just got to such a toxic place with productivity where I was saying to people, this is not productive. This is not productive. And my mentor sat me down and she looked at me and she said, what's more important, the quality of the time that you're spending or the product. And so the advice is have purposeful time over productive time because time can be purposeful and not productive, but it is still valuable. So the time that I take for myself to recuperate, to cook a good meal, to go hang out with my friends, that, there is nothing productive about that. Making food is productive, but hanging out with my friends isn't necessarily, but it's purposeful. It's life-giving. It's 
it's investing in my faith. It's, you know, investing in myself. Um, so whenever people ask me for advice, that's the advice I give. Make sure you're taking purposeful time over productive time. Thank you both. I know that those are such amazing pieces of advice that you've been given, that you receive, that you share with others. Um, I know it will be impactful for our listeners as well. Um, we like to ask one wrap up final question of our guests. And again, keeping with our going back and forth, looking forward, looking back, we're going to look forward again. And if you could have one word of your thoughts for the future um, of what's what's to come, what would that one word be? So the first word that came to my mind was discombobulated, which is why I laughed. <laughs> However, I want further thought. Uh, the word that I'm actually thinking of is wonder. Um, because in my mind, my future is so discombobulated. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what the rest of the week is going to look like. It just looks like a jumbled mess. But when God looks at my life, he sees a thing of beauty. Um, and he sees me, his creation, which just blows my mind every time that I think about the fact that I'm made by the creator of the universe and he knows me more intimately than I know myself. That just is awe-inducing and wonderful in and of itself. But when I look to the future, I just, I sit back in, in awe and wonder. So my word would be wonder. I think maybe, I cannot think about just, I think just one, but maybe healed. Because I, I, I have experienced so many um, things that I have need to heal, and I can see myself like working with people that need to be healed too, like, that need to feel that they're with someone like walking with them. So I would say I would say heal because if I want to work with people that feels they need to heal, that is beautiful and i love the the honesty and the uh the giggles that sometimes this question can can produce it, it's one of those it seems like it should be easy to find one word but it really isn't um but we're gonna ask nicole to answer that question too this week so my one word i was actually thinking the same thing as ruth um with heel but i will take it in a slightly different direction with scar and i know that sounds weird um but there is a song by mandisa that is called what scars are for and she talks about the beauty of scars um and how they remind you that you're not broken but that you've overcome it and that you have healed from it um so i would say scars for the fact that life beats you up in whatever way your life beats you up but you can push through it. Um, and when you overcome the really bad times and the really difficult times and you heal from those, those scars remind you of how strong you are. So I would say scar. So Jenny, what would your one word be? So my original word I was thinking about was hope. Um, but actually as I'm listening to, to the three of you talk and you're, uh, Ruth and Alex sharing their stories, I think the word that I'm going to go with is beautiful. It's beautiful to hear where people are coming from and knowing that sometimes the journey 
is hard and it needs healing and it needs scarring. But the awe and wonder of being children of God is the beautiful ending of the fact that he uses us where we are. He uses what has happened to us. He uses the mistakes, the happy, the sad. It, it all works together to make one beautiful overall picture under him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for being with us on this episode. We are so thankful to hear your stories. And I know you've given the listeners so much to think about and so much to reflect upon. And listeners, this is our last of the three parts for our Emerging Leader Initiative short season. So we thank you for journeying with us and stay tuned for what's to come. Until next time. Applications for the Emerging Leader cohorts are now opened until April 30th. Uh, to find more information, please visit internationalministries.org, all one word, and click on Global Mission, Serve, and then Emerging Leaders. On this webpage, you will find more information about the cohorts and the online application. If you have any questions, please reach us at elc at internationalministries.org. Until next time.